Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. Yes, I'm back, and I'm feeling a lot better this week. I'm not sure what was going on last week, but I think I was maybe just a little bit dehydrated, potentially. Uh, I don't know what was going on, but um, anyways, back... I will be back in the book of Revelation and getting back into the study. Uh, Tonight will be in chapters 12 and 13, so if you want to go ahead and turn over there. First, though, I want to say thank you to everybody that's joining me live, uh, whether that's be on uh, Facebook or YouTube. I already saw some people are joining in, my wife, of course. Good. And I think other people are starting to join uh, or at least watching. Uh, maybe haven't said anything in Facebook. Um, I noticed here that Brother David Carrington is actually watching. Um, you have to let me know on here, Brother, but I thought that you were over in Germany. And if that's the case, it is super early in the morning, I think. All right, but um, let me know over there, Brother David, if you're you're on here and watching live. Let's go over here to the YouTube stream to make sure we're looking at over here. Everything's going well. My mom is on here. She says she's praying for me to rightly divide. Amen. Brother Ken is here. <laughs> he says, preach it, Mama Tina. All right. And uh, good afternoon uh, to, um, and also to Brother Ken there from Irene uh, there on YouTube. So it's good to see everybody starting to join in. I'm trying to, like, uh, view it here on my phone just to make sure I'm seeing that it's uh, it looks correct, and it does. So I'll go ahead and close that down. But I do want to bring up um, this email. So I want to address that real quick. Oh, Fort Belvoir uh, in Virginia, Brother David says, uh, for about four months and then headed to Korea. Well, um, I was in Korea. I'm not sure if you're going to be where I was at. I was in the southern part of the country in Pohang, um, which is about two hours south of Chinhae. Um, but um, I don't know if you'll be in Osan or Busan or up near Camp Humphreys. I'm not sure where you're going to be at in uh, Korea, but we'll be praying for you when you go over there. Um, I learned a little bit of the language. I've forgotten most of it. <laughs> Since I've been back, that was years and years ago. But Brother David, I do want to address your uh, email. Um, I know it's 9 o'clock on the East Coast. Oh, Degu. Okay. I know exactly where that's at. So, yeah. All right. Uh, But I do want to address your email, so I'm going to read it, because I figured this might uh, help other people that uh, are watching. So I asked Brother David if I could read this online or on air, and he said, of course. So I appreciate that. He says, uh, I pray all is well with you and your family. I have taken a deep or uh, taken a dive into apologetics. Uh, specifically, I'm going to leave the name out um, 
of these videos for just for uh, purposes. I, I haven't got a chance to really uh, look too much into this gentleman. In order to sure up my faith and prepare myself for discussions with anyone, but specifically with my kids as they get older, I can understand that. So he says, any thoughts on apologetics? Any recommendations? Also, what do you think of the statement, if a command from the Old Testament is not brought forward into the New Testament, it is descriptive, not prescriptive? And, I, and let's, let's address your second question. I, I think what you're trying to say, and I could be uh, mistaken, but this if it's not addressed specifically in the New Testament, um, it's not for today. It's good for instruction in righteousness, but it's not for doctrine. And I can I could see that to a certain degree, but it depends on when you're talking about the New Testament. Uh, is it after the death of the testator, after Jesus Christ? Was it something that's mentioned in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which I still consider Old Testament before he dies, um, before Jesus dies? Or is it talking about after the revelation of the mystery uh, that was revealed to the Apostle Paul, uh, and then he writes the epistles to the churches? Um so I would say we need just to still be careful. We rightly divide, and um, depending on what's in the Old Testament, uh, things that come in, and as we've been talking through this study of the book of Revelation, most of the things that deal with the nation of Israel are nationalistic. A lot of things that apply to them do not apply to us now, the body of Christ. So I hope that answers that question. I think that's uh, the, the direction you're going with that. And then as far as the first question, I, I do want to... So, you know, the, the one of the verses that Paul uses in, uh, in Romans, he says, you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We just need to be careful when we get too far down the apologetics route um, where some people want to argue um, or learn how to debate better. So just as long as you're not going down that route and you're just wanting to study your, the Bible more, be more established in your faith, be rooted and grounded in truth, that's perfectly fine. I would... Caution uh, from what I did see about that one gentleman you mentioned in your um, in your your question. Most apologetic type ministries, and I, I'll put air quotes around ministry, um, tend to be very bland in their stances doctrinally for the most part. And the reason why that is is because they want to reach the largest amount of audience. And I, to some degree, I kind of understand that. But uh, they, they tend to yoke up with um, what I would believe would be people of not of like faith, even though they have Christian behind their name. And, and it's always good to, you know, I love studying about, you know, the flood. I love studying about creation. I love being able to um, know what the Bible says about that. But I would just say, Brother David, just to continue studying the, your word help helps as far as, you know, like online like this or teaching or something like that or with your local body of believers is one thing, but you really got to know a ministry. Um, you really, really, really got to know a ministry before I, I would recommend anybody. Uh, there's a certain group of uh, people that I think follow the word very well, and they teach sound doctrine. Uh, but even them, um, when I use their, their name for their channel or whatever on here, I'll say, you know, I don't know everything that is about them. So I can't fully endorse them. And the reason why is because I don't see the ends of their conversations. I believe them. I believe that they are uh, walking um, in, in the spirit and so forth and so on. But I, I, I can't confirm it 100% if that makes any sense. So I would just be careful with uh, apologetics. I think uh, one of the things that uh, me and my wife do 
and uh, she'll ask me a question. And I think that's one of the best ways of me not necessarily like, oh, I know everything and I can answer her right away. But sometimes I'll be like, let me look that up or I need to think about that or whatever. Um, And I think that's the best way to kind of learn. To be challenged at home or within your local body of believers as you get together to study to show thyself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So um, I would just be very, very careful about that. Okay, so I hope that answers your question. And I hope that helps other people that are watching to not um, just be careful. I would just I would just say let's just as a cautionary note to say, look, just be very careful when you go following apologetics type ministries, there's there's plenty of them out there. Uh, you want to talk about creation? You'll think about the Institute of Creation Research. Um, you'll think about the uh, Answers in Genesis. You'll think about all these different types of of groups, and that's great. You know, they they have good stuff. Uh, they stand upon uh, the you know cre- creation, a young earth, and you know the flood and so forth and so on. But I will say. As I got back to that verse uh, that I wanted to make the point, Paul said, you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. A lot of them don't even stand on what is the word of God. You know, they're like, well, you can use this version and you can use this version, but every time that version that you're using doesn't quite line up, okay, oh, well, actually a better translation is this. They don't know if they have the word of God. So how can they have faith to growing faith? Stand on, find out and which I believe for the English-speaking people, God's preserved, inspired word for us, the English-speaking people, is the King James Bible. And for many, many reasons, the Texas Receptus. Um, But when I study my Bible, I'm not constantly thinking, is there a better translation, or is this that? I have an established book that I believe has been preserved, as God promised he would. So so just be careful dealing with those types of, uh, of those ministries. I'm sure there's many people, maybe even online, that can you know mention ones that have helped them out. And, I, and I've been helped. Uh, but you just got to be very, very careful, okay? Oh, praise the Lord. He says, thank you, brother, and much appreciated. Uh, well, thank you for reaching out. It's good to hear from you. Uh, that brother David was uh, studied along with me when I was teaching Romans in Romania. And he was over there at the same place I was, and um, we developed a very quick bond, um, an Army captain and a Navy senior chief, but brothers in Christ. So that was the true bond. Couldn't be much more different, right? But uh, the same of the same body. And um, so I appreciate you, Brother David. And again, as you continue to... um, Move around. I pray that you get uh, rooted and grounded and established and find some good body of believers that you can get with to study along with. Okay. Uh, Let's uh, just a couple more comments, and we'll get right into Revelation 12. My mom says to you, Brother David, uh, my dad says, hello, he was in Camp Humphreys in 1979. Yes, he was. And I see Sister Susie Wilson, so I'm, I'm assuming that Brother Dave is probably watching if he's feeling up to it, so... Hello to you and to the Wilsons, brother and sister Wilson. All right, let's get in over to uh, Revelation 12. It feels like weeks and weeks and weeks, but obviously I just last week was um, just not feeling very good at all. And uh, so I'm thankful to be feeling better. Praise the Lord. And let's get back into the study. Now, more proof, Your Honor, uh, as we go to the study of the Word, that this revelation of Jesus Christ, this book um, prophetically, doctrinally, um, in every sense of the word, 
in every sense in, in which way, is for the nation of Israel. And I, and I say that not saying that we can't glean instruction and righteousness out of it, as, I, as we covered the seven churches and so forth. But specifically, uh, it's, specifically, it's for the nation of Israel in, in prophecy and for what things are, will, will be hereafter. So let's look at it a little bit more, and I see your comment there, Brother David, so I know you're feeling up to it because he says, is it a, is it a stumbling block to order pineapple on pizza? Uh, I plead the fifth. As an Italian, I plead the fifth on that one because I know some people like it. And if somebody, if that was all there was to eat, pineapple and ham on a pizza, I would choke it down. But that's not what my go-to is. Okay? Stumbling block? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Anyways, you can always count on Brother David to, uh, David Wilson to uh, bring up, well, bring up a point that makes me chuckle, so... Appreciate to see you out there, brother. Okay, Re- Revelation chapter 12. Okay, let's look at this uh, this woman here. Uh, there seems to be a lady that's with child, and I, this is a symbolic, um, and I'll tell you why. It says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Now, this is not a physical, as far as some huge woman that's got, you know, uh, uh, clothed with the entirety of the sun, you know, she, this is not, <laughs> that's not what it's talking about, but it's speaking of with the 12 stars here, the nation, this is Israel, the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns upon his head. Now, what does this mean? Well, if you think about um, back in the book of Daniel, and again, we're not going super deep into all this stuff, but you, the where you can find these uh, these ten kingdoms, these ten, um, as it says here, the ten crowns, or no, the ten horns, speaking of the ten kingdoms that will be uh, under the Antichrist system. Um, but that's found in the book of Daniel, so if you want to go check that out. But who is this red dragon that is speaking about here? Well, I think this is going to give it away here in verse number four. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. Now, this third part of the stars is not uh, what you think of as the stars that you see up in, in, in the sky at night. These are are angelic beings that fell. These are ones that were lifted up with pride. Now, when did this happen? Um, you know, some say before, you know, when the first earth was created and then they fell and they destroyed that and then the earth had to be replenished and all the, there's what's known as the gap theory and we're not getting into that tonight. But at what point this happens is not specific here. Who knows? But this is clearly speaking about Satan drawing um, these fallen angels down. And it says here, the tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. That's their abode. We uh, don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and prince and power of the air. They, they are literally here. Um, and how many is a third of how many angelic beings were created by God? I don't know, but it seems like a lot. Um, but they're here. This is their abode on the earth. So I don't believe this is before the fall. I believe this is 
when Satan was brought up in pride and he went and, uh, you know, obviously man fell and everything like that. Maybe this happened then as he was lifted up with pride. I don't know. I don't know the exact timeline of it. The Bible's not specific on a timeline. Some people think that they know and maybe has a good guess at it, but we just don't know. The point is, is that this is their abode. This is the earth. And what did they try to do? And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, who's this child that's born of this woman, this nation of Israel? Well, obviously, Jesus Christ. Look at verse 5. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. That gives it away right there. This is Jesus Christ. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. So again, as the prophecy goes that, uh, you know, that you'll bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. Uh, this, you know, Christ died for sins. He, he did die. He was buried, as Scripture said he would be. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4, died according to the Scriptures, was buried according to the Scriptures, and rose again the third day and ascended up into heaven. This is what it's talking about. So this is Jesus Christ here. And then to his throne. Now, caught up unto God and to his throne, sits at the right hand. He hasn't taken the throne yet. Or not taken. He's, he hasn't uh, come into um, the timeline yet where he will sit upon the throne. That's later uh, after the, the thousand-year reign. But we'll get to that. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. This is where you get the three and a half years, where there's going to be great tribulation. So this seems to be, now again, as I said, the book of Revelation is not a chronological book. Like everything happens from chapter one on in, in chronological order. That's not the case. This is speaking about things that happened in the way in the past, and then things that are going to be happening in the future. Uh, these, this woman fled into the wilderness Look at Matthew chapter 24 when Jesus says, uh, and we'll turn over there real quick um, just to kind of give you some examples of this, and when they flee into the wilderness. Matthew chapter 24. Uh, yeah, so it talks about the gospel of the kingdom and preaching all the world, verse 14, for a witness unto all nations, then shall the end come. And, you know, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Look, Daniel's been talked about this in his in his prophecy, prophecy. Let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. This is not something that happens when the rapture takes place, you know, and then, you know, somehow or another we're fleeing into the mountains or something like it. No, this is the nation of Israel. Jesus is speaking all of this in the, in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24 and 25 when he's preaching and all these things, it's to the nation, not to the church, the body of Christ, as we know it today. And people want to disagree with that. I don't know, see how you can, because this is literally what it's talking about in Revelation chapter 12, where it says the woman with the 12 stars fleeing. She brought forth a man child. This is obviously Israel, and she flees. And then there says here, where back in verse 6, where she, she has a place prepared of God that they should feed her there, take, being taken care of, 1,203 score days. Being taken care of. They seem to be, no matter what happens, they are protected. Now, we find out later on that this is 
at least 144,000 of the nation of Israel, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes, 144,000. They go into the wilderness. She prepared a place, you know, that she hath a place prepared of God to protect these messengers that have the seal of God in their forehead. Verse number seven, and when did this take place? And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Now, when does this take place? Does this take place during this time? Can the uh, the fallen angels and Satan go back and forth, at least be in somewhat in the presence of God? Well, we see that Satan is at least able to communicate to God when he says, Behold thy servant Job. Uh, or when God says to, to Satan, Have you seen my servant Job? Uh, so, But it seems like at this point, whether this takes place at some part in the past or, as it seems, sometime in the future, Satan is no longer allowed any kind of audience with God. They're kicked out completely. And it says here, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. So there's no audience ever to be given anymore. And the great ga- uh, dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So whenever this is that takes place, they are cast out into the earth. Now, it seems like this happened already. Some people think this happens during the time frame that uh, the, you know, Daniel's 70th week. I don't know. I tend to kind of think maybe this happened at, you know, at the fall. You know, I, that's what I, at least it just seems like it to me. But then you kind of think about it. Well, no, it can't be that because then you have the servant Job. And okay, so maybe it was after that. We just don't know, folks. So the point is, is that if this happens, And so after this happens here, verse 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. So no longer after this time period, maybe this happens right at the uh, abomination of desolation where the, the Satan comes and then possesses the uh, as we're going to see in chapter 13, this unholy uh, union of a triune um, trying to mimic God. <laughs> we'll see that here in a moment. But the, they're saying the salvation has come now. There's no more accusing of our brethren day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. So even if they were killed, all the day long, it doesn't matter in this time of Jacob's trouble. It doesn't matter. They're, they have overcome. Therefore, therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devils come down unto you having great wrath. Now this is the time of wrath. All seven years are a time of wrath, but of great wrath, as you see here, having great wrath. Seems like this is, amps it up some more, of great wrath wrath great tribulation this now this last you know as and them that dwell in heaven he's blaspheming all of them and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations so even though there's a protected group 
I believe that very small remnant, a protected group that are in the mountains, and uh, my dad believes that's Petra, by the way. Um, it's got a, he's got a good case for it. Uh, there's a lot of different things, reasons why that is, but they're in these caves and these mountains there. Uh, and if you look up the, the, the rock city of Petra uh, over in Jordan, which is over on the other side of uh, the Jordan River, obviously, it seems to make a lot of sense. But anyways, getting back to this, they aren't overcome. They overcome the beast, and like these armies come up against them. The earth swallows them. He, they can't. They overcome him by the blood of the lamb. But a lot of people, saints, as it says here, are overcome. A lot, a vast majority of people are going to be martyred for the cause of Christ during this time. Those that will be beheaded, those that, for the cause of Christ, that have the testimony of Jesus and keep his commandments, they're going to not take this mark of the beast that we're about to talk about. And the reward for them, as it'll mention later on in the book of Revelation, is to rule and reign with him on this earth for a thousand years. We'll get to that. But remember this: these parts when it's talking about it. And he opened his mouth, and okay, uh, verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, all of them, except a select, very minuscule remnant, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? As I talked about the seven churches, either hath an ear, let him hear. Um, again, that's why I said we can take some instruction in righteousness out of those seven churches, but that's not speaking about today's church, the called out ecclesia, the, the body of Christ. Now, this, uh, group of, uh, called out believers that are, that are part of his body, flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones. It's not the same. I just thought it was interesting. Verse 10, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Now he's not quite as the dragon. He's like the the, the little horned, uh, you know, this this goat here that comes out. He's just another beast coming out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, you know, it's just little tulip. So he spake as the dragon, but he's not quite it. And, but he exercises, verse 12, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. See here, here's this Messiah. Now, if you notice, now there's three. Now you got some kind of entity, you know, that maybe they consider Satan, the, you know, as the father uh, and, and uh, the Antichrist, uh, this beast as the as Jesus, the Son of God, uh, you know, he's the son of this 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 great dragon, this this God the Father character here, and then you got this like wonders and signs and, and doing miracles and everything, kind of like a Holy Spirit kind of character. See, there's the three. The difference is is that they are not God. They're not all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. They are not able to. They are not God, but yet he's still going to try to mimic this trinity. These three are one. He, they can't be one. They're three separate beings. Our God is not three separate beings. He's one being in three members. And we are created in his image. 
I am one being with three members of a body, a soul, and a spirit. But I certainly can't act independently, but God can. Hmm. God can because he is God. But Satan cannot act independently and be one being with three members. He'll be three beings. He's going to get power, and he's going to try to mimic it, but he is not God. And so I would warn you to know that your Bible says that these three are one, that God is not three beings. He's not three individuals as far as that goes. He's one being and three members, all equally God, though, body, soul, and spirit. I believe that's what the Bible teaches. Some may argue. I don't believe in some sort of God that changes into Jesus and then he changes into God when he wants to be like some sort of shape-shifting or something like No, these three are one. And when Jesus can walk on this earth and say he's all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, that means that his body, his soul, and his spirit are all holy. That is God manifest in the flesh. Well, how does God the Father speak to him from heaven? Well, God is omnipresent. He is in all of us now. The Bible says that God is, the Father is in us all. The Spirit is in us all, and it says Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's not a contradiction. That is God being in everybody that is a part of his body at once. So how can God speak to Jesus? How can Jesus be speaking to God and how like the separation? I don't know how any of that works. I just know he's God and he can do it. But this Antichrist trinity cannot but they try. They're doing great wonders, verse 13, so that he maketh fire come down from the heaven of the, on the earth in the sight of men, Woo! and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. Sounds like, uh, sounds like uh, back in those Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to worship this big beast, you know, this big statue seems like this is history repeating itself here a little bit when it says dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound of the sword and did live and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast so this thing even comes alive to it seems like see these great signs and wonders beware of signs and wonders (laughs) just beware The image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Hey, you're not bowing down into the fiery furnace. In this case, they're just going to behead him. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that hath had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. This comes somewhere near the midpoint of Daniel's 70th week, if not right after this beast is wounded. So at this point in time, that's when he's going to set up this system. Like, look, you got to worship this this image, and the way you're going to do that is you're going to take this mark in your hand. It's going to be implanted or in your forehead, and you're not going to buy or sell unless you have that number. And some people say, well, look, every time the, you know, uh, if we get something implanted into us, you know, that's the, you know, that's the mark of the beast. I think it's a precursor to it, but that's not the mark of the beast. 
but it's certainly setting it up. There's the technology is here now to do all of this. Time is short. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score and six. And of course, that's where you get the number six, six, six. Now, some people make a lot of that out of that. You know, like, whoa, man, what is this all about? And then somebody even they talk about like, well, hey, you know, if you're a believer, but you can't, you don't want to die, you know, so maybe you can just take it. It'll be okay. And then, you know, when you know God's coming back because you can see the signs coming, you know, then you could just uh, cut your hand off. I've heard it said. <laughs> I've heard all sorts of weird things. Not the case. You take this beast, Mark, in your, in your right hand or in your forehead, you're damned. It's over. No choice. No chance. It's over for you. And what about those that are believing, have the testimony of Jesus Christ? Well, then they would be keeping his commandment and not taking this, this mark. So, that's talking about the woman. Once again, here's some more evidence. Here's some more biblical evidence as we were rightly divide the book of Revelation that this has nothing to do with us, the body of Christ, being in this time frame. I've showed already, I think biblically, that we are not here for the first half of Daniel's 70th week as well. Because all these things that are happening when the beast even comes upon the scene as the Antichrist to conquer and to conquer without any swords or anything like that. He's got a bow in his hand, but no arrows. He's going to be a diplomat. I can see that. That's the beginning of Daniel's 70th week. We're not here for that because God opens that seal. And it's all wrath. Every bit of it. There's no pre-wrath. You know, and then, okay, right before this, this is the real wrath part. And that's when we get out of here. Somewhere between midway, you know, like people, there's a lot of books on it. Come on, folks, we're gone. This doesn't have anything to do with us. We, as the body of Christ, are resurrected. The dead in Christ shall rise first. We, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up. That is our resurrection. And after that resurrection, we take part in what's known as the uh, judgment seat. Judgment seat of Christ. And at that judgment seat, he's going to judge whether in our this body whether we lived for him with or for gold silver and precious stones that will remain as he tries it by the fire of his word that proceeds out of his eyes or it's going to be wood hay and stubble that's done in the flesh that counts for nothing then there's the marriage supper that will come on later and so forth and so on and then our eternal destination will be with him in heaven not on this earth or on the new earth to come. So we'll get into more of this about more evidence, biblical evidence about how this book rightly divided, you get to see more and more and more. You want to talk about apologetics, Brother David? You can go to God's word and say, hey, as I rightly divide, as I discern here in the scripture, this is not talking about us. This is talking clearly about Israel. This is the woman that gave birth through the line of the line of Judah, that's one of the, the 12 stars. And there comes Jesus. And all we can clearly see in chapter 12, that's Jesus. And, oh, man, these uh, people are, are, are fleeing, just like in Matthew 24, as Jesus told them to do, at the abomination of desolation, and all these amazing things that are happening, and, and like this, this evil, quote-unquote, trinity that's here on this earth, that's doing signs and wonders and Oh, man, this is fantastic stuff. It just boggles the mind, everything that's happening. We're not here. 
you don't want to be here for this time period at all. So warn every man of the judgment and the wrath that is to come. Okay? Keep it up. Just keep doing that. Okay? All right, let's look at some of these uh, comments before we call it a night. You know what I never did? Oh, praise the Lord. My recorder is recording. <laughs> I always go back and check, and I didn't do that, but it is working. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Okay. My dad said, or my mom says, dad says it's not a stumbling block. And I guess it's going back to the pizza question. <laughs> uh, it is outright sin. And, of course, that's Kevinology. That's not anywhere found in the Bible. Personally, I enjoy ham and pineapple every now and then. That's my mom speaking. <laughs> All right. So debate settled, I guess. <laughs> As we keep going here. All right. Any other questions or comments or concerns? Thank you, Brother David uh, Carrington there for sending that question. If you have questions and uh and you want me to talk about it here online or you don't, you know, I always ask before I, I mention anything. But if you have any questions or even just words of encouragement, you can always reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Don't forget all the podcast platforms that you can get the audio version of each one of these uh, these sessions here, these uh, these live streams. And also, don't forget, you can always go back everywhere in the archives, the vast archives, uh, in a secured, I guess as secure as Facebook and YouTube can be, uh, vault. And um, so they're all there for you to go back and watch. I try to uh, put them in playlists, either by the uh, the book of the Bible that, that, that is about, or whether or not it's like... Uh, some interviews or if it's like some fellowships, like live fellowships and stuff and uh, so forth, um, or it's just Bible studies, topical, uh, the thousand-year reign as far as the, uh, the seven-part series on the, on the millennial reign is on there. Of course, the, the, the series now we're doing on the book of Revelation, it's all found on those archives on Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube and Facebook. You can look that up. And then Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast is the name of the podcast if you want to go find that. Um, I just was thinking about it. I think I need to change my, my opening to my podcast. Cause I think I mentioned that the, I changed the name of the Facebook uh, page to just let this mind me and you. So I don't think it's that way online, but okay. Brother David says, Oh yes, you can absolutely send questions on uh, Facebook or le like leave a comment or do you can do a direct message on Facebook or um, on YouTube, you can always ask questions on there, and I'll try to get back to them. So, Brother David Wilson says that he has a question on our face on my Facebook page. So, I'll go check that out right after we end the broadcast. Okay, Brother David, and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Okay, all right. Well, it's good to be back, and it was good to uh, study through the Word of God with you tonight on "Let This Mind Be in You." Thank you, Sister Susie, for watching. And thank you, everyone else that watched. Um, the YouTube uh, subscriber count has dropped drastically. And I'm not sure if that's a lot of people just leaving YouTube, uh, just giving up on it and just leaving. And so those su subscription went away, or I said something that got a lot of people upset. But it dropped by quite a bit. So if you would, please help uh, tell everybody you know, uh, share uh, the YouTube page, or just tell everybody about it at any chance you get about the YouTube page, Let This Mind Be In You, and also the Facebook page. I would appreciate that. 
very much. And I will see you next week, Lord willing, as we'll pick up in chapter 14 and study the rest of the book of Revelation. Obviously not the rest next week, but uh, as we continue it next week, okay? All right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you again for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. And like I said, God bless you. I'll see you next week, Lord willing. Bye for now.